the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap Jesus in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this? And, who, and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. The Gospel of our Lord. Today, our psalmist is rejoicing. Psalm 96 rejoices in Yahweh's salvation, works, glory, greatness, majesty, and strength. Loudly, the psalmist proclaims that Yahweh alone created the heavens and all the people should praise Yahweh. Sing to Yahweh a new song. What does it mean to sing a new song? At the core of this psalm is a declaration of God's promising divine action. That God is coming to judge the earth with righteousness and truth. The promise of divine judgment doesn't sound like something that we'd be too happy about. It sounds depressing because judgment rarely carries with it connotations of joy. But if we look deeper at the Hebrew translation in verse 13, it changes from you will judge to you will establish justice. In other words, this is a promise of justice on earth. A promise that the world will be righted and restored even if it doesn't look that way in the present moment. One day, says the psalmist, things will be better than they are. So let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. They sing a new song. Psalm 96 may have been written at a response, as a response to the Babylonian exile of 587 BCE. This was a time when the temple was destroyed. The people were enslaved. They were taken far away from Jerusalem for it was burned. They were far away from their God. A crisis was happening in which it seemed like God had disappeared, abandoned God's people. There was no hope in any form, no hope for justice. So how could a psalm written in a time of exile be filled with joy and praise? I think it's because the psalmist remembered how connected they are to everything. How bound together creation is. The very heavens, seas, fields, and trees 
how bound together all the peoples, families, and nations are. That we are to hope, even in the face of misery, that we are a people grounded in hope. The psalmist is writing at a time when they didn't have a voice, when the empire and the rulers created horrible, hostile environments for the people. So the psalmist writes to God, finds their voice in talking to God. What does it mean to sing a new song? You've learned over the last few months that I love to sing. I can't help but incorporate lyrics into my sermons because in music I hear God speak. I especially hear God speaking through the words of our psalmist and a similar psalm-like song today, Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is our hymn of the day. And even though we aren't singing it, I'm sure many of you know some of the lyrics. Lift every voice and sing, till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. This song, before it made its way into our Lutheran hymnals, began and is still the Black National Anthem. Written by James Weldon Johnson in 1900, it is the anthem for people of color and continues to be because it gives the voiceless a voice. Poets have a way of expressing feelings, but then showing us the manifestations of our existence. It is a prophetic message of bitter truth of our American history. Stony the road we charred, bitter the chastening rod, felt in the days when hope unborn had died. Yet with a steady beat, have not our weary feet come to the place for which our fathers sighed? In our current history, God has been speaking through the black and indigenous cultures to say something to us all. A message often gone unheard. A message often met with hostility and rage. I think the world has forgotten how interconnected we all are. And there may be many reasons for this. It may be our own prejudices and biases. It may be that we'd rather stay in our bubble than learn about injustices we may inadvertently cause to one another. It may be how we speak first and forget to listen to our neighbor. Perhaps we have let apathy thrive for far too long. And so it's time to sing a new song. A call to sing a new song reorients us, reminds us that the words that we sing, the words that we say, they affect our lives. They affect who we are in this world. Singing a new song is changing our ways and proclaiming who we are in this world. The psalmist reminds us that the world doesn't revolve around us. It revolves around the God who has delivered us from sin and death, and who invites each of us to worship this God 
a God who establishes justice through love. The songs we sing are from people who have walked this life before us, leaving a trail of words and musical notes for us to follow, to hold on to while we journey through this life, this great ordeal. As we journey together through the good times and the hard times, and so when we sing, we are not alone, but we are with people who have walked this life before. During my time at Penn State, I sang in a choir called Essence of Joy. And my professor would make sure that we knew about each African-American composer, their schooling, where they were born, what it took for them to write what we were singing. And he would always say, quote, we stand tall on the shoulders of those who have come before us. This is a quote by Vernon Jordan. And this simple phrase has stuck with me throughout the years. A phrase that reminds me that I have not gotten where I am on my own. All of us are standing on the shoulders of those who have come before us. Slaves and immigrants, scientists and architects, doctors, nurses, and the military, politicians and tax collectors. Farmers, construction workers, and activists, and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. We stand tall on the shoulders of those who have come before us. What we find in music is a rich narrative of faith and deliverance, unity and trust, pain and joy. We find modern day prophets who face adversity with every step of their journey. We are who we are because of those who have come before us. We remember, we listen to their God-given voice so that the next generation can live out God's love. When we learn to appreciate people in our many different cultures, we honor the gift we have all been given, that all people are made in the image of God. When we acknowledge that in another human, there truly is hope for racial reconciliation. We have come over a way that with tears has been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered, out from the gloomy past. Till now we stand at last, where the white gleam of our bright star is cast. God is still speaking, but God isn't always the easiest to hear. Sometimes it's hard to tell who's talking louder, the world or God, and more often than not, it's the world. The world gives us few moments to stop and just pause. When we stop and listen, really listen, we can hear God's voice in the world. God has never and will never stop speaking. Never stop lifting God's voice and singing God's song of love and justice. And each week, when it's hard to hear God's voice, we know there's one place at least we can hear God speak. God speaks to us in community. God speaks to us in the sacraments. 
God speaks to us in the love that was poured out by God's Son in his life, death, and resurrection. The thing about Jesus' message and his entire being is that he is so inclusive that he moves outside of his comfort zone to let everybody else in. God's voice through the psalmist of old and of new are made known through the table of grace. It is a challenge. A challenge to you and me to move outside of our historical and cultural identities, to embrace God's call to inclusiveness, to sing ourselves a new song in this world. And the challenge for you and me is that it's not going to be easy. But what we know from our biblical past is that God speaks and stands by us. God weeps alongside us when we weep. God raises up allies to walk with us when we take on adversaries. God looks at us and tells us that we are good. And at the end of the day, we stand tall on God's shoulders. God of our weary years. God of our silent tears. Thou who has brought us thus far on the way. Thou who hast by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path, we pray. Amen. I am going to play the choral version of Lift Every Voice and Sing that 